Welcome to this episode of The Dealer Playbook, a podcast that explores what it takes to create a thriving career right here in the retail auto industry. I'm your host, Michael Cirillo. Today, I am pleased to be joined by Sean Welsh, the founder of Carb Is Done Better. He's going to share what you need to do and consider before digital retailing. Well, this is uh, this conversation has been a long time coming. I take full ownership of that. <laughs> Um, but I'm looking forward to this, man, because you, your your wisdom and your experience and, and just your expertise speaks for itself. You know, you've got a growing uh, audience and a growing following on your Monday uh, podcast that you put out. Your videos on LinkedIn are always thought provoking. You can tell there's a lot of passion behind them. And so I'm excited to talk about everything that's going on now, especially, you know, from your vantage point, dealing with with your clients and dealing with different vendors and different, you know, business models and things of that nature. I mean, obviously we knew it. I think we both been saying it on social. Um, the whole COVID thing is going to provide an opportunity for like gaslighting. Like we've never seen it before. Mm. Now we're seeing if you're not digital retailing, then you're going to be out of business and this is a new way. And look how awesome the car business is that we were able to adapt to the whole digital retail thing as quickly as we did. But your vantage point is slightly different. Like, hey, don't call it digital retailing. So I want to I want to turn it over to you. Yeah, well, hey, today, hey, like, it's it's on both of us for the show taking this long. You know, we're both busy. We're, we're smaller guys doing our own thing. Um, so I'm just glad to be here. Uh, look, you brought up two things. One is, is what I referred to uh, COVID as opportunity to give us the great reset. Um, it gives you an opportunity to, as you and I were talking pre-show, to strip everything back and look at everything and say, all right, do I need 40 salespeople to sell 400 cars? Do I need all of this? Do I need all of that? Do I need to be open 14 hours a day? Do I have to have people working 65 hours a week? All of these things, how do I do it? And so I knew that, I, I told everyone internally, I said, guys, March 21st, mark my words, digital retail will be the most trended word in our industry until this whole thing peaks out. And there it was, digital retail, digital retail. And so what bothers me the most is that the, the, the concept is always based in, in Amazon. It's all I ever, it's the only comparison anyone ever has for me is don't you understand Amazon? I do. Have you ever been to Walmart, right? <laughs> Walmart is the equivalent of online and in person. Yes, did they make their model more aggressive when Amazon came into the space and grew and grew and grew? Sure, but they didn't go burn their buildings down. They didn't go get rid of them and sell them. So, so, so the idea is that we want to bring, bring the car, bring the car deal to whomever, right? So remote retail is why I think the dealerships that I worked with back in 05, 06 were successful because that's what we were already doing. We right. worked for a dude who was a farmer first, car guy second, yep. which meant he didn't have any conceived notions of how we had to do business. So when we said we want to deliver a car to the mountains, he said, are we making money? Yes, we are. Well, then go do it. And then it became, but if you're going to do it then, why don't you let them know when you're up there, you'll also come get it for service, right? Within a certain time, like distance, et cetera, sure. or whatever. And it wasn't a new idea. Now these guys, are, they, have, they have some of the top stores in the country, in their state. They're killing it. And they're still on the same premise of why make it difficult. So I, I get frustrated, Michael, because everyone wants to talk about tech, tech, blah, blah, blah. You and I, again, we were just talking about this. What goes into putting together our shows, and I have to be 
fully honest with you, I don't put my show on, right? I talk my show. Uh, my, my, my operations director puts it together. So I don't right. want to speak to how easy it is. Cause yeah, I tend yeah. to do that with, I tend to do that with shit. I don't <laughs> deal with. I'm like, well, God, how easy is that? I mean, it looks right. simple. Right? So, um, I do it a lot with websites, per, website developers hate me because I'm just like, well, that, that seems really just simple. Put that text over that. there. Oh. Yeah. And so, no. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think that we have to understand that technology can be an aid in this. Sure. Would it have been great to have a, a tool like this to run my customers through as opposed to telling my website company, which then at the time was dealer skins for any of you who've been doing this long enough, wow. uh, dealer skins website. Yep. Um, we, 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 I came to them. I said, guys, I need a way to get a credit card. And they said, well, there's this new thing. It's a triple a secured page and we can have it on your site and you can have your credit card information. They can input it. You'll get it like a lead. This is dope. I have to go into some vault and unlock it and get the information. But there it was. So we were starting to take deposits over the phone. This was easy down payments over the phone. This is easy. So we just kept killing it. When I got there selling 25 Subarus, now I think they sell north of 250. Wow. Um, and, and it's not, people are like, oh, it's the brand. The Subaru customer, sure, they're weird. I am one, so I know. We're super weird. We'll drive across the state for $50. Not in, not in payment, just in total, in total savings. <laughs> Could cost me more gas to get there, but if it's $50 less than the other guy, they're going to do it. Until we removed price from the discussion and talked about convenience. Right. Then no one ever asked, ever, Michael. No one ever said, well, actually, I can get this for less. Yet, did someone ask to bring it to your front door? No. So can you put a price on not leaving your house? No. So did you want to sign with your name and your wife's name or just your name? And we would move on. And it was just, it was so much easier. So um, I love everyone's attitude right now about going out and doing it, delivering. My fear, sure your fear, is that it's, it's, it's now, it's, it's in this window and then when this window is over, which I don't know, by the looks of it, the window never actually gets closed yeah, ever, but right. let's assume it does. Yeah. Will people go back to the new normal? Uh, you already have dealers who do it. I, I see reviews from customers all the time and not, they're not always pretty, right? Drove to a dealership, wasted four hours, two hours driving, two hours in the store. <laughs> wait, what? Not, wait, hold on. Is that review from today? Oh, it's from yesterday. Shit, we're in June and we're still doing this. So, you know, I would like to think we could all move forward from it, but it's not, we're not moving forward because of digital retail. Okay. You can take your wall street journal articles and you can cram them because it's, that's not what this is about. That we yeah. didn't get, and we didn't all just wake up to it. By the way, there have been people doing this successfully for well over a decade. What is it? Mike Smith Dodge in the middle of nowhere, right? This dude's been selling 250 cars a month to only a population of uh, 10,000. So it's, it's not new. It's not new and it's not driven by technology. It's driven by people and process who have the guts to do it. Yeah. That's longer like, than you asked for. There yeah, you go. yeah. No. And I think, well, this feeds into a larger narrative and I, I wouldn't fancy myself a conspiracy theorist, though. The more I mm -hmm. think about that, maybe I am. Uh, anyways, I think, well, the, the larger narrative, obviously it's going to be pushed in a certain direction because there's certain people, companies that will profit from it moving in that direction. So of course mm -hmm. the, the market's going to be flooded by digital retail. They're going to use Carvana as the example. They're going to use Amazon as the example. But what we don't realize is it's probably because a year ago or maybe three months ago or maybe two months ago, they started developing a tool that's going to lasso, promise to lasso the sun, the moon and the stars for them. And so they need it to be a technology um, um, conversation yeah. because company A just bought tech company B for $160 million and they need to get their money back. 
And they need that one piece. They acquired them for that one piece that they can go and they can build in or they can add it to their conglomerate and make it worse. You bring up an interesting point, which is Carvana, which again, you like me, I hear it all the time. Oh my God, be like Carvana. So I have to ask, do you think that Carvana delivers 100% of their vehicles via their website? Is that what is that what the sales pitch is to people who are trying to tell me that Carvana does not have BDCs oh, or sales reps that take internal phone calls? Don't you get the coin and you put it in the vending machine? That's and yeah, that's it. I don't, I've it. never talked to it. a human to buy a car. This is bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe it. And I'll never go through the process because I believe in my franchise dealers. I believe in my models. I believe in that. I have my whole life. So I'm not going to abandon that model. But everything they do at Carvana, dealers can do plus service cars, plus be local, plus sell new cars. And I just, I fail to get why. Good for them. They're the new CarMax without the overhead. That's it. That's all they are. Right. CarMax, not the overhead. They're just a used car dealer. Move on. Yeah. Well, what I, you know, what I, I've brought up is like, okay, and you mentioned this kind of like this glorified BDC concept. I mean, to the point of dealerships already have the ability to do what they're doing and then some. It's, it's funny that it took a company like that to sell, you know, whatever they did, $150,000 or 150,000 vehicles doing it the way they're doing for everybody to get their panties in a twist, not realizing that they can do it themselves. Correct. So, the question is, yeah. To, so, so the question is, I'm a dealer and I'm, and I'm, and I'm listening to this conversation right now going, okay, well, what do I do to start? Where should I start? Cause you know, what's going to happen. They're going to be, they're going to hear BDC. Ah, see guys, I told you we need a BDC and they're going to go hire some, someone that's not even qualified to be a BDC director, maybe a BDC agent at best, who's now the BDC director and the whole thing's going to fall apart. So from your vantage point, where, what should I be considering as a dealer? We have to, first of all, we have to start with our website. You have to take, you have to strip everything back from what you're looking at. You have to look at your website and you have to go through it. Now, I've always said that it's difficult for those of us who have lived this business to be a consumer of this business. It just is. I, you ask me, oh, Sean, what's it like to buy a car? You don't buy cars the way I buy cars. Right. It's just, that's it. I walk into someone's office. I say, that's the car. He says, this is the price. I leave. <laughs> that's it. I, I, I'm a huge lay down. And, and my wife, my wife hasn't left her house to buy a car in 15 years. Yeah. So it's, it's to her. And me, I can't be that person. So what I would say to you is do your best, put the cap on and go to your website. Go to your website and just see what happens when you hit the homepage. You got a bunch of pop-ups from chat companies, people trying to do bullshit that you don't know about, that you don't really understand what you signed up for. So you need to start there and then from there, drill in. Find the car of choice. Go through an SRP. Then go into a VDP. See how many calls to actions you have on your VDP. If you have more than three, you have wasted your time and your deal and your client's time. Stop you need a phone call, an email, an inquiry. That's it. We can move on from there and we can get people where we need. Um, Michael, when I was in Canada in September, speaking in Toronto at, uh, at that event that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. um, I asked the Canadian dealers, I said, guys, how many of you are willing to sell a car over the phone? And of the 25 or 30 in attendance, zero raised their hand. Zero. And I said, then why are we talking about digital retail? Why would anyone even bring that up to me? You're not even willing to sell a car over the phone when you have the utmost of control, the utmost. But you want to let them pencil their own deal online without you and then get to the sale of a car? Absolute garbage and nonsense. So start with your website and understand that it's it's simplified. It, offer the customer a text and an email or put up on your price. This price is the actual price you can buy it for. 
or stop talking about price and start putting things on your website that talk about under one hour at your home, in your office, without hassles, but then you have to live it. Then you have to live it. And all it takes now, uh, Michael, you've been doing this a long time. You sold cars, right? So you have a evidence manual, huh? Everything, evidence manual. Look at me, customers. Oh, he's so funny and cute. Now you have social effing media, dude. It's yeah. a living evidence manual. I yeah. sound old and maybe I'm, my th- I celebrated my 39th birthday over the weekend. So I guess maybe I'm getting oh, old. Happy birthday. Thank you. In car years, I guess I'm like, what is that? Like 150, right? So, um, but here I am wondering why I, if I, my wife said it to me on a road trip, she, we, were, we, were, we were in a cool part of Kentucky and she said, babe, what do you think about just going somewhere, finding a cool dealership on the cliff of anywhere, by the way, loves British Columbia. She said, just anywhere, find the coolest dealership we can find and just go back to selling cars, create your brand, use social, use your podcast, have fun and just sell cars and have no hassles. I thought to myself, whoa, how much fun would that be to sell cars with a CRM, (laughs) with maybe a BDC doing all my hard work for me, uh, equity mining tools to dig out all the shit I couldn't dig out for myself. Because again, I'm a guy who literally was calling out of the phone book to get his training in in 1998. These are not jokes. This is a real life. And if you've ever called Mr. Adams at seven o'clock during dinner, you will learn the lesson. (laughs) You will learn how difficult prospecting can be. So um, I just, I wish we would take better advantage of it. So get a good customer one time to go through your great new process, one time to say it on camera or put a post out about it, like that post, take that post and share it, and then let the rest start taking care of itself. But but you guys, you got to simplify it. You got to start asking yourself, how do you work normal leads that come out of the dealership? Forget digital retail. What do you do right now with a phone up? Is the first thing you say, hey, your presence is your best leverage. Because if it is, then just hang the phone up. Because I don't care and they don't care anymore either. Just hang the phone up. But then stop spending money on getting ads and getting dollars because you've just you've wasted my time and your money. Let's not even get started on the phone call thing because I've listened to some phone calls the past couple of weeks that could skin a cat. Dude, you brought it up, all right? You brought it up on the post, and then I mentioned you on yesterday's show, and I said that I cannot believe because I want to throw up. When I was a GM owner, I, I couldn't listen to calls unless I was shit-faced drunk because I, I because I, the only way that I wouldn't feel even worse about myself just be drunk on the couch like, okay, we're all right, and then, and then hopefully forget that drunk, hopefully forget, oh. wake up the next morning and not kill someone at the viewership. But, oh, my God. No, I, it's just... We spend so much money as general managers to drive traffic, to get people into our funnel, but we don't understand our funnel. We don't understand how to take care of it. So then I just, I don't understand why we spend money. So my crusade for the last seven years in my business has been to stop spending money until you understand how to do what you need to do to sell cars. Yeah. That's the next And And it's funny because if, if we wanted to boil it down into its simplest form, it's like, get out of the customer's way. And, and what I mean by that is like right, right at the phone call, like CTAs on the website, like you bring up the website. Um, it's funny. We did a, we did a little research study here internally where we looked at, uh, and I'm going to give you, I mentioned transparency before the call and I'm going to like, you did. Ju- yeah, like so transparently our data set was 20,000 leads. We looked at 20,000 leads yeah. over the course of six months. <clears throat> Submitted via dealer websites, Mark? Submitted via dealer websites. Okay. Um, specifically on on websites for clients that are using our technology solution. Okay. Just over 70% of them, like 71.6% of them were all ask a question. That was the CTA they clicked on, ask a question. Okay. And when we dug into that 71.6% or whatever it was, 
what we identified is that ask a question actually ended up being a really nice catch-all for pretty much everything. Ask a question. Do you do financing? Yes, we do. Ask a question. Do you take trades? Yes, we do. Ask a question. How much will you give me for my 2010, you know, Subaru, whatever? Ask a question. And and so to your point where it was like, hey, have three, if you have got more than three CTAs, that resonates with me right out of the gates. But you don't. You have live chat from here. Live chat from the left side of the screen, 17 then, CTAs, p- make my deal, get my best price, e- finance, the, you know. Michael, that's assuming that, you, I don't know about you, but right now I'm on my laptop doing this interview with you because it's the best way for me to see my setup and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's on a, that's on there. Imagine it on this. I know. Go through go through your buying funnel on your website on one of these bad boys yeah. and come back to me and tell me that shit ain't broken because if you're not, you're not paying attention. Cause this and then none of those things speak to each other. Your live chat provider that's cannibalizing all of the leads to begin with isn't and slowing your site down like crazy. Considerably. Isn't isn't referencing your website as the source. It's saying, well, no, we took 100%. We got 100% of those leads. That's why they're not clicking on those things. Well, no, you were just cannibalizing the leads in this weird workflow that just drives it. And that's why insane. guys like me have to dig into GA and say, all right, GA, what traffic did you bring me and who converted that traffic from where to what? Right. So that you understand it. Um, but I, I feel like dealers get so because they hear the tech, they get nervous and they go to a 20 group or they're on a call with the OEM and the OEM's like, you have to do this to survive. It's the only way. And you're just like, no, fuck, don't listen to them. What do they know about selling cars? They're wholesalers. So don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you never let your used car wholesaler tell you how to retail units. I have no idea why you allow it on that besides the aforementioned franchise agreements. But come on, there's got to be a better way forward than just listening to the co-op or OEM-based stuff because these tools, I've said it a hundred times, I'll say it a hundred more. In six months from now, assuming all this shit ends, right, and we go back to normal, whatever, uh, these tools are going to look like Kmart front lots, bro. They're going to be empty, vacant, weird, unsellable buildings just sitting on dealers' websites that people don't know about and no one really gives a shit about. And that's unfortunate because this should make the future easier for everybody. Yeah. I'm with you there. And I think too, you know, the big, the big problem that I have is gosh, and I don't know if I want to get into this cause I don't want to be like found dead in a back alley at the next like NADA. Ooh, now I'm, now I'm really but, into this because it'll be the both of us. Be my <laughs> but the, but the thing is like, you're right. So you have, you have these intermediaries, we'll call them, might start with the letter S rhyme with HIFT digital, sure. um, who are dictating the path forward for the OEMs. The OEMs are saying, you must do this. There's back pocket and under the table money going flying all over the place. And the person that actually suffers is the dealer. Right. And the so, one, so one that was supposed to be set up for to support is the one that it crushes the most the one that it crushes the most. So they're, they're going to come forward and they're going to say, you need a digital retail tool on your website. And the dealers are going to go, yeah, but the only way to do digital retail is if I can show price, but you've mandated that I say, get offer. How do we do this? So, so let me get this. So now, but look what happened, right? Michael, then they were like, well, that was before, right? So now what's important is to get the digital retail tool on here from X dealer for this amount of price. Um, what's frustrating about those deals is normally guys like me, I work so hard on leveraging all of my clients as one client, right? So our 70 rooftops are one client. I, I, I operate as Costco when I approach vendors. That's how I do it. Most of them play ball with that. That that's that I can get better deals than than you can get through your OEM and that's jacked up. And, and yeah. the last thing I'm going to say, because again, 
if we do find ourselves in this alley, so be it. But here's the difference is that if, if it's going to go down that way, fine, but reform is okay. It's, it's not a dirty word. Yeah. You, 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 your program has been around a long time. It needs reform. So let's reform it. But you got it. You got it. The back end deals. Everyone denies them. Everyone knows they exist guys. We all, everyone knows. So please just stop. Just, Make it better for the dealer because they're the ones that matter. They're the ones that we're all doing this for. And and co-op is just something that, you know, how do you get, let me say, let me, so, so people, you, you were talking about a pre-show. People said yeah. to you, people say to me all the time, Sean, are you a IMR turnkey co-op? I'm like, no. Why not? No. Let's just leave it. At, let's just leave it at no and, and, and leave it there. But, why, why do we, why is that, a, why is that some sort of a value? Have these people ever been removed from these lists? Have you ever right. seen that before? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it once approved, always approved. Cause that, I mean, it, at minimum, you should do it based on our election system. You should at least do every <laughs> two years. You've got to reapply. Uh, I don't know, dude. Um, <laughs> great example. A good buddy of mine works for a huge agency down here in North America. They're based out of uh, California, a couple other places. They have offices. And they were trying to get involved in the CDJR co-op program, right? And so they're doing their work. They're having great results. They're seeing it, tracking their work, tracking their work. Everything looks great. And they're putting together the kind of response to the, hey, look what we've done, right? They get a letter that says, hey, just so you know, all of the vendors we brought in to test, none of you are going to replace any of the existing vendors. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Thanks for your time. And yeah. he's like, well, okay, but was anyone going to review our results? Was anyone going to like take it and, 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 and peer it up against other people? Nope. And the answer was no, we're not. So then he came to me and, and we went to a bunch of our dealers who were all on the program. And we said, look at these results. And I started doing side-by-side video analysis, like free videos for these OEMs to be like, dude, this is what the provider is doing. I, don't, I have no horse in the game, but here's how I judge it against previous provider and screenshots and all the shit. And then they came back and said, we're going to extend the program for six months. So it feels like a win, but that's only, we only feel like that happened because of COVID because it happened in March. We don't right. feel like if COVID wouldn't have happened, they would have extended anything. Right. But, but Michael, for what? The co-op program is, well, what is it? What is it when you're at a, when you're at a university tenured, yeah. that's what happens. You become a tenured vendor. And all that happens with that is as the old saying goes, right? Pigs get fat. Right. Or yeah, hogs get slaughtered and, and that we don't ever slaughter the hogs. We just let them keep getting hoggier. Yeah. And that's a serious problem for me. Yeah. I, I'm seeing a trend and, and you're right. Like I said it before the call and, and like, this is not a knock, but like, this is just maybe a, a, a tongue in cheek way of saying it, but it's like, I'm not going to be a part of these, these programs because I'm not willing to sign a deal while snorting a lion in a strip club. Exactly I, it. And I, and I said in response to that, not only that, but then I've got to give away all of my margin to it. So now not only am I in a disgusting strip club, putting things up my nose, I shouldn't, but now I've given away all of my margin. We must ask ourselves, why would we even set foot in the strip club? Yeah. And the reality of it too, is like, cause I could see somebody saying, well, Oh, aren't you holier than thou? And it's not the intention, obviously. And those that have been following the show for a while, know that's not the intention. The intention is, but, the dealer, you have been suffering because of it. And you, you have been barred 
from getting to know some of the best people that this industry actually has to offer and some of the best companies and solutions and services, all in the name of, but if I'm not a part of this program, then my link won't show up on the OEM's website and I'm going to lose the 0% traffic that gets generated from that to begin with. Dude, we started it. 0% traffic is a nice way of putting most tier two sites. Um, nice way of putting it. And, and, and frankly, you know, the holier than now, because I hear that a lot of people say that to me about, well, Sean, you speak that way because you're not in a position to have to worry about the OEM and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but what about all the clients you could have? Like, my price point ain't got nothing to do with an OEM co-op program. If you can't afford my price point, that's a whole nother problem for you. If you Even if you got 50% bag, you, sh- you shouldn't need it on that product. So right. what we tell our clients is, guys, what do you like to do in the community? What do you like to do on TV, radio? What are those things that excite you? Oh, Sean, we like to do this. Cool. Spend all your co-op money there on the most expensive mediums possible. And then give me the money you would have spent that you're not going to get back over here. And let's go attack the digital sphere this way because we can do far more with it here with appropriate strategy, right? That's what I've learned at COVID, Mike, man. If you don't have a strategy, if all you do is say, we sell cars, man, and we're having a sale, you're every other asshole. Everyone already knows that. Please stop doing that. What you need to be doing is picking your three items, picking your geographies by five to 10, depending on your market size. If you're in California, yeah, you probably have 50, but just narrow your zips Start getting an idea of what you're saying to everyone, but say it on social, say it on pre-roll, say it on OTT, say it on the radio, say it in your email blast. Do not send out email blasts of one thing, social with another, paid search ad goes after this. What have we done here? We have no consistent messaging or strategy. You're just walking outside and throwing your money in the air and hoping you get it back. It's not worth it. Yeah, well, and it's because we think that that's what we have to do in order to expand our coverage. But when you look at any campaign, I love that you use the word strategy. It's a word that just it, it people don't understand. I think sometimes that strategy is much different than tactic and tactic. Yes. Tactic is so, so the word for oh, I got to learn the latest tactic in order to stay ahead of the curve. No, you need no. a freaking strategy. Right. And a strategy you, that you're going to be committed to that you're not going to deviate from until you've given it enough time to actually measure its effectiveness. Correct. You you need you need tactics as an agency to stay ahead of what other other agencies are doing. Whatever's cutting edge, tactically speaking, to position my dealership, that's your job. Mm. My job is to bring you together with a strategy and work together. Because if I rely on you and your team to always have strategy, then it's not a two-way strategy and it actually never works. I'm sure you have clients you do it for, and I'm not knocking them. All I'm saying is if you're not all invested in the strategy, it's not a strategy. It's someone telling you what to do, and you agree. That's totally different than everyone buying in and saying, hey, guys, let's take a look at the calendar. Uh, The 4th of July is around the corner. What is the plan here? What is the messaging? Oh, it's freedom. It's get out of the house. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Here are the units. Wonderful. Now we all agree. Let's go to the video guy. Let's go to this guy. Let's go to the paid search specialist. Let's let everyone know what we're doing. And then they can mirror the message on the creative. Great. Have a nice day. But unfortunately, what happens is July 3rd, people wake up and they're like, tomorrow's the 4th. We better get an email blast out. Don't bother. You don't bother. You've already, you've already fucked the whole thing up. Don't bother. Seriously. Save yeah. your email blast that you're not going to parse out your customers from anyways. You're just going to hit yeah. send on it. That's, don't that's it. And you know what? When you, to your point, open up Google Analytics, look at an attribution report, set your window to 60 days, 70 days. Like in Canada, the average car purchase process is 73 days. 
right? New Alberta. Cars? Uh, what's that? New cars or was that jet? Was that general new, purchase? New cars, new cars, new, new cars. cars. Yeah. 70, 74 days actually in Alberta, 72 days, kind of the average nationwide. So say, look at that and let's see how long it actually takes people to map through to conversion to your conversion goals. P.S. You should absolutely have those set up in Google Analytics if you haven't. I mean, you're saying it as a sidebar, as a joke. <laughs> First of all, shit ain't funny because, because I run into people all the time who will, will hire us and they will say, Sean, tell me what I should do with my $40,000 a month in digital spend. And I'm like, dude, give me 10 minutes in Google Analytics with your goals. I'll run a couple of reports. We'll be all set. People go, what is a goal? I'm, Wait a second. What they, now? You spend $40,000 on digital marketing. You don't have goals set up? They get one of these. All day, dude. It's yeah. sad. So, it's so sad that, but that's true. the point. You can look at it and you can be like, hey, um, and I love what you're saying. No, 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 no. You're, you've already screwed the pooch, dude. It's July 3rd. You know, you know when July 4th is going to happen next? This exact same time next year. So right. in order for that email campaign or that social media campaign to be effective, you needed to get ahead of this by like 45, 60 days, like whatever right, you're even like right now, you could barely pull it off, but still you could pull it off right now. Yeah. yeah and I they mean, do the same thing here in wrong. Canada. They go winter tire. Oh crap. Winter tires. When was that supposed to happen? Dude, I can go to Canada's website and see that October 7th is the median date that everyone's supposed to have winter tires on. I can go to the weather network and see when the temperature dips below a certain temperature and when I'm supposed to have my winter. So I could be plant. Hey, you know when this is going to happen again next time? Next year at this exact same time. So now that you know that, document it when you're going to start rolling out the campaign so that it's not sneaking up. How come my competitors got all the winter tire storage and winter tire swaps? Because he knew when winter was coming, just like you should have known when winter was coming, because it's all the same discussion. Oh, man, is yeah. that a nip in the Content calendar, like, don't have a content calendar. Have a strategy calendar. Highlight what's important to you. Maybe, maybe you don't do a lot of business on, you know, Valentine's Day, so you really don't, you don't, you don't really care. It's not a big thing to you. Or maybe it is a big thing to you. Maybe you make it a big thing. I have a client uh, in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, they have a huge safety sale. It's all about safety. They do all the kids' seats for free. They do everything in March. Right. That's and so when we look at March, we're building March in January. We're talking about how to get March to be March, to be the safety sale. And it's always been that way. So to me, I think that's the most important thing is to have some foresight. Uh, it doesn't take anything more than a fucking calendar to do that. Um, just go do it. And, and but in the car business, we are great at starting things. We are absolutely poor at finishing them and following through to, to the end. Um, we all have great ideas. We all have the shiny objects. We all want to do things, but we all want to do them for about 30 days, 45 days, 50 days. And I don't say this bragging. I say this from a level of consistency. You know, yesterday was 175 straight Mondays. I have, I have not missed a I am the Brett Favre of posting on Monday mornings. I've, I have not missed it. And it's important to me because that's my consistency. That's my game. That's when people expect to resonate with the message, be a part of it, whatever it is. So, yeah. Just be consistent. I didn't set out to put the world on fire or have a podcast anyone gave a shit about. I just, I knew I was going to post it every Monday. That was it. So it can be simple if you make it simple. Yeah. Which comes back to strategy, which allows you to then figure out process, which allows you to document who's responsible, who's accountable, who needs to be reported to. You know, and, and then this ties into the communication piece where it's not like, oh, yeah, what do we do with the marketing thing? I love, I love, and by love, I mean, I hate, 
I despise, I loathe when something goes wrong in some department in the dealership and your website vendor is the first one on the shopping block. <laughs> it's like you, you have a human resource issue and it's like our website's not working. Yeah, well, it's it's just so much of this, man. It's it's so much past the buck, yeah. past the blame. And, and the owner I was referencing to you earlier about, you know, when that, that dude, that dude didn't, he, all he ever wanted to hear was the truth. Even if it so, wasn't, even if it wasn't what he you know necessarily wanted to hear, as long as it was the truth, it didn't matter. But if you had at all made up an answer or or lied about it, I watched that dude fire a five year employee on the spot on a Friday morning meeting because he lied to him about an answer. Mm. I was like my third day. I thought to myself, what have I done? Where did I go to work? <laughs> um, but 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 the reality was, if, if we if we were to be honest with each other and do the right thing and always say that, and even if it wasn't in public interest and wasn't on the high level. And again, you and I have spoken about this before is being, being someone whose whole business is built on its honesty and its accountability. Um, I, I don't have, I, I don't have some other gear. You know, my wife, when I was back, when I was uh, playing softball a lot, she'd say to me, Hey, can you just slow down? Can you just not play like you're 18? No, I put on my cleats. I put on my pants. That's it. I'm 18. I'm again. I I can't. And so now I just don't play anymore. And that's the easiest way to take care of that. And I get that. <laughs> I'm selfishly waiting to turn 40 because in, in the States, uh, everyone's all about 40 and over wooden bat baseball leagues. I don't know if that's just the sign when everyone gets slower and they're all happy with that. So I can't wait to turn 40 because I am got my ass in shape and I am going to play some wood bat baseball. But my, my, my point was that you, you have to, you have to kind of take it and, and let it just be, be with it for just a second and really just look around at it and say, why are we doing what we're doing and, and, and to what end? That's the biggest yeah. thing for me. Yeah. You know, you you had talked about putting yourself in the customer's shoes to kind of figure out this process. Let, let's look at removing friction. But one of the other things that I'm really picking up here that, that I think is important is remove this whole time thing. Like you had mentioned the 30, 60, 90, all this kind of like remove time. Like everybody moves in this 30 day cycle. You have to accept the fact that in order to maybe remove friction point A from the equation, it could take you the next six months, but guess what? Because you've identified that that's what's important to your dealership, you don't you turn, put the blinders on and focus on it. Like you look at horses when they run, like in race horses, and they've got the the things on to protect their eyes. But I think part of it is, be, I, mean, I don't, you know, I'm no jockey or anything, but I think part of it is the blinders from the horses next to them. It's it's got to be, and and my buddy my buddy Bill Schomburg, when he watches this episode, he should comment and tell us if it's true. Ooh, yeah. I'm pretty sure my, 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 that's my equestrian guy right there. So I'm pretty sure that's correct. But you, it's 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 what we need to do, and you're right because if you you know selling cars um, on the the 29th of a month was always the worst. Do you know? Because we would you would have to you would have to instruct your salespeople to instruct their customers that today was it. Mm-hmm. This was all. If you waited till the clock struck midnight and it was July 1st, the deal is off. Yeah. And I would always say to myself internally until I had the guts to say it out loud, are we not going to be in business tomorrow? Is that what's happened here? Are we closing the doors tonight at midnight? Because otherwise, <laughs> why does it have to be? Everything is a 30-day cycle. You're a zero to hero. We hear it all the time, blah, 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 blah. But what if you started putting people on a 90-day paper? 
I don't know. I'm just saying, what if you looked at someone's 90 day average of selling cars and said, Hey, based on that, I'm going to give you a bonus of X because over the last 90 days you've averaged this or because you've done this. Why don't I say to you now you can actually make your own hours. If you continue your average of this, Yeah. why, why does it always have to be the same 30 days, the same 14 hours a day, the same. If you guys haven't learned from now, you don't need 14 hours a day to sell the number of cars you got and you don't need the flooded floors you got to do it. I don't know when you'll ever learn the lesson. That's it. And, and when you look at any other business, I mean, okay, yes. From an accounting perspective, do I, do I, do we balance our books every month? Sure. Right. Do we reconcile? Absolutely. But do the campaigns and the things that we're focused on as a team, um, and the things that we're focused on developing as a, as a business, do those only work in 30 day cycles? No, I can have sprints where I'm developing certain aspects of something, but I mean, there's going to be things that have taken us a year to develop. I'm not like, oh, frick, the, the clock resets in 30 days and we're screwed. Even when it comes to our business development, I'm not like, oh, crap, 30 days and we didn't get them in. You know, it, it matters more that I got them inside of this 30-day window on this thing we call a calendar in this thing we call time, which actually doesn't matter at all. It doesn't. Do you, like, have, a, do you have a sales goal? Say it again. Do you have a sales goal every month? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I don't. Well, we have a sales goal in the context of activity, like how much activity we want people to output. But as far as like the actual number of like you I must mean, have. I mean, actual number of deals that no, have no, to come no, through no, your no, door. No, we don't. No, no. no. Uh, activity. I'm all about tracking activity. That's what I do for a living. That's what I tell yeah. people all the time right. is I'm in the activity tracking business. That's what I do. I look at all of the dashboards. I track all of its activity and then I map that out over its historical data against the rest of itself. Right. And that's how you can tell trends. You can identify areas of opportunity, et right. cetera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I, and could you imagine going into a car dealership right now and sitting down with an owner saying, Hey man, when I, I'm going to sell cars for you, just so you know, I don't use goals. So don't worry about it. <laughs> they, they wouldn't hire me. They wouldn't hire you. They wouldn't. I don't so even don't know if they hired Grant Cardone if he said that to him, dude. I, I really don't. Yeah. But why? why? Why wouldn't that be okay if he's like, dude, I'm going to develop and I'm going to, I'm going to bring you a business. Cause obviously, I'm invested because I got to eat. I'm in a hundred percent commission business here, dude. So if I don't sell cars, then I don't eat. So we're all invested in selling cars. I just don't like the 30 day pressure and having to call a client who I may potentially lose because I said, Hey, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Then I had to start coaching my clients how to be sandbag. That isn't work I should have to do. People. I mean, when I interviewed, um, when I interviewed, well, any of these guys that have built long-term kind of big businesses, you look at Ali Retta, when I interviewed him, He's like, dude, the, I, I, I don't work. My brain doesn't work inside of 30 days, like the sig- significance of 30 days. It's I'm measuring how many relationships, like what did I do today that advanced a relationship? What did, did I take action today that got me to meet or to know that restaurant owner better? Because that's and now all of a sudden he's got people showing up to his, you know, like makeshift kind of office inside of the building. Um you know, which is like set up like a doctor's office. There's a waiting room. There's a meeting room. There's a de- like it's it's crazy the operation that he set up. It's really cool to hear about. But he didn't do that by being like, oh, I'm only at eight cars now. I got to get to twelve. Oh man, I'm only at twelve cars. I got to join this group and it's going to teach me how to get to thirty. And now I'm thirty is this magic number. Thirty in this industry. Thirty days. Thirty cars. Thirty years. Thirty mu- like I I don't know. It's weird. It, it, it's weird to me because that's just not 
how anybody, when I bought cars, and you're right, like my process for buying cars is a lot different now than it was back, you know, a few years ago. Like I'm, I'm like, I want that one in there and that color, yes. that one, um, total lay down. But when I was buying cars, I wasn't like, well, wait a second. Let me pull up my Google search history. <gasps> Three days ago was my very first car search, you know, where I began the research process. Therefore, in exactly in 27 30, days, in 27 days, I shall be in the dealership swiping my credit card. To, like it, I, no consumer is like, I have now entered a 45 day window by which I shall. <laughs> right. And they're, and they're also not going, and I must buy the whole thing online. Like some drone sitting here saying, I don't need a test drive. I don't need to know anything about it. I don't need financing. It's just, it's the second biggest purchase people are going to make in their lives. And we should start treating it like that as opposed to treating it like they're walking into a supermarket. Okay. Yeah. It, consumers need to be educated too. The markup isn't what you think. The margins aren't what you think. It isn't how it works. Dealerships don't just have cars drop on their lot. So if they sell it to you for 25 grand, you think they made 25 grand. That's not how commodities work. So just go read a book and then come back and understand. Go, the commodity right, has go read value. basic economics. Right. Or, or that $400 is a four, you know, $40,000 is a $400 payment. Like, I don't know how you got here, but no, that's not what this is without the appropriate money down. So yeah, I think, I think we've all, consumers are now more educated than they've ever been on what they want. Where they're not educated is on the process. So if you take time to educate them on the process, you take time to educate them on what your process is, how you're going to do business, and I said it to you earlier about putting out the whole idea of an ad that says under 30 minutes, this, that, whatever it is. The problem is, is if you're going to do that, you better deliver on that. Because to our conversation earlier, then you've wasted every single part of goodwill you've put forward by saying, we will not waste your time. But the first review that comes out and says, these people did nothing but waste my time has ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Big, big time. Yeah. There has to be the carryover. Um, there's so many friction points. I mentioned like, hey, I'm a lay down. Well, my last vehicle purchase, I completely laid down. By the way, on January 30th to boot, I'm like, yo, it's the end of the month. Let's get this deal on the books. How soon are you looking to buy? If you have it here, I am driving it home with me. P.S. I got to pick my kids up from school in three hours. Let's roll. Yeah. Uh, 18 days later is when I actually took delivery of the vehicle. Was the car there though that day? Could you have left with it? <clears throat> the color we want? No. They're like, no, nah, it's 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 a few hours south. We got to get it on a truck. Hey, good news. Now, a lot of the friction came from dishonesty. Unfortunately, there was one dishonest player. Yeah, it's it's just you know it's down south about four hours. It's the only one in in Western Canada we can get it to. Great. Hey, cool, fantastic. When can I expect it? Um, well, we're gonna reach out to the dealership that has it. We're gonna make sure we can get it. During this whole time, I don't hear anything back. So I'm actually now following up with the dealership. Hey, haven't heard anything. It's been, you know, 60 hours. Um, I told you, man, we, we just we just blew past the first day of the month. I'm like, here's my credit score. Here's how much like everything, dude. I am such a freaking lay down. How soon do you want it? I'm walking in and out of this place with like I am driving home in this vehicle. P.S. My wife's going to drive home in our vehicle that we drove here with just so I don't have a way to get like that's how. <laughs> but so what What ended up happening is they got all, you know, they got shy because 
the guy that that said it was down south made a mistake. No, they don't have the one I want. I want the seven seater, not the eight seater. I, I I want the captain seats. I don't want the bench seat in the middle. Kind of a thing. We bought an SUV. Oh crap! Well, instead of being like, I am so sorry. I made a mistake. They only have the eight seater. If you want the seven seater, it's going to be coming fresh off the boat next week. You still want to move it? No, they nothing. So I and actually, I'm going to say yeah because then I don't have to worry about lot damage. You guys driving it around, whatever it is. If you got a car coming off the boat in two weeks, just yeah, you know. that sounds good. How can we get it all penciled down before that? Yeah, so totally. So so I'm I'm sitting here just left to my own devices, being like, how come nobody's communicating with us? I finally. I reached out to the president of the OEM and I'm like, Hey, just purchased a vehicle. You want to talk about the power of LinkedIn? Hey, just purchased a vehicle from this dealership here in town. I think you'd be interested to hear about my experience with them. (laughs) 10 minutes later, dude, my phone's ringing with a very frantic (laughs) dealership. And I'm like, bro, dealt with this guy, this guy, nobody bothered telling me that the vehicle's actually coming off the boat and I got to wait. 18 days for this thing. Had you told me that from the beginning, then I could have decided what I was going to do. You knew I wanted the vehicle. So, but you didn't, Oh, it's here. Oh, Oh. uh, And then five days goes by. You don't hear anything. And then you, but my financing's already been done. So I'm like, how do I, I own the vehicle, but I don't know. Mm. So, so looking internally, like I really stress, like looking internally, it's not about digital retail. To your point, this has kind of come full circle. It's like, okay, so I bought the vehicle online, but I didn't actually have it in stock. And now I got to wait 18 days. But because it was all done digitally, nobody communicated with me. And I'm like, I just spent $67,000 and I don't know what's going on. And who do I talk to? Dealerships are already siloed by design, uh, which is a poor part of the design. But if you're going to go to digital retail with those silos, it is doomed to fail. If you don't have a concierge, at least one person responsible for the front and back end of that operation, it is going to fail. Uh, if everyone does not buy in, if a salesman's got to go to a desk and a desk tells them get bent, get the customer in the store, the whole thing has failed. So this isn't just about tools. It's about communication, people and process. And, and your story is, is one that I hear all the time. And I, you know, it's, it's just, I could see your mouth just getting tight <laughs> because of, yeah, because it, it, there's nothing more that enrages me in this business than people who have an opportunity to sell a car. Um, look at Mark, uh, f- uh from, uh, the, uh, auto barn, uh, yeah. or Autobahn. Yeah. Autobahn. He, Mark was telling me the same thing today. So Sean, the dealer still hasn't called me. It's been like, I, cause I referenced him in Monday show too. Dealer still hasn't called me. Well, what do you mean a dealer still hasn't called you? He's like, and they have the only car in the state. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like how could we let this happen? But it's just, it happens every day because we can't see past. Talk about the 30 hours. You can't, you, you got, you got guys can't see past 30 minutes, mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Where's the car? 30 minutes. How many calls you make? 30 minutes. This, what, how many calls you make? And it just never ends. The, the, the idea of tracking activity to have activity is, 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 is poor as, as, as a great owner that I work with is actually our, our, we call him client 001 because he was the one who kind of pushed us to create this whole thing. First thing he said to us was, gentlemen, don't ever confuse activity with results. People can look busier than the day is long, but are they actually getting anything accomplished? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, those are words I run my business by. Yeah. And that's how I, I, I have to look at everything. So you, you can't just be active, make your calls, make your calls. Clearly people aren't even doing that because Mark has a lead sitting there and no one's even called him back. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, it, it really does. It, it boils down to that. It doesn't matter where you're aiming. It matters what you're hit because that's what people actually see. That's, yeah. that's what you see. Love it, man. Yeah. Hey, th- this conversation, I mean, so much energy, so much passion, but it's true. And I love, I love just the wisdom that you've imparted. How can those listening get in touch with you? You can find us, well, you find me all over LinkedIn, uh, Sean Welsh, carbizdonebetter.com uh, is where we go to find everything that we do. We have a YouTube channel under the same name. Um, yeah, it, please look us up, find us. We, we, we love what we do. We love the industry. And I'm, I'm, I'm always here to, as my wife puts it, help anyone who needs it, even if I shouldn't. So I am, uh, I am, I am in the business of moving this business forward. And Michael, everything you do, man, is incredible to move this business forward. Please continue to do it. Um, I think people look at you uh, as someone who's kind of a leader in the space as well. They should because you've been you've been trying to move it forward in, in the right way. So please continue to do that on your end. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. You're welcome.